You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Wrestling Takeover. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. We got some news to get to, ladies and gentlemen. But before we do that, please, I would appreciate if you guys can go subscribe, share, and listen to the Wrestling Takeover, the number one podcast when it comes to creativity and honesty. It's currently available on all audio podcast platforms. Also, if you guys can social support on social media, follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover and on Instagram at the wrestling takeover lastly i want to shout out jordan the owner of discussedpw.com if you guys missed uh my recent article where i ranked my top 10 best uh pro wrestlers in wwe history i recently put that article out this week check it out i'd really appreciate it again discusspw.com more articles to come Let's not waste enough of anybody else's time. Let's get right into the news and rumors. Today, I have a lot of articles. We are actually going to kick things off with a report uh, saying that AEW told to, quote, tone down language by Warner Bros. Discovery. We're going to start off with that. We're also going to talk about Triple H is reportedly making Several WWE belt designs. I love that. I think that's a great thing. Thank God. So we're going to talk about that as well. I love the animations on my Rodecaster. It's great. Uh, We're also going to talk about Bruce Pritchard. And he says that I, quote, I never wrote an episode of NXT. Bruh. Okay. (laughs) Come on, Bruce. So, after that, we're going to talk about WWE and how they won't be moving to TV14 content anytime soon. People are freaking out. I don't know why. Look at what they did with NXT, what Triple H did with NXT back in the black and gold days. And they were not a TV14 product. They were a PG. So, we're going to talk about all that and so much more. Again, thank you guys for joining me on the Wrestling Takeover. Let's get into it. So... AEW, I wrote down some problems that I have with AEW. Let me tell you guys something. I'm always honest. I am always speaking my mind. And that's not going to change. I love WWE. I criticize them. I give them positive feedback. I give them negative feedback. I do the same thing with AEW as well. I love AEW. I give them positive feedback. I give them negative feedback. Oh boy, I'm going to give them negative feedback. Big time on today's episode. AEW ain't all sunshines and rainbows. So for those people out there that think that y'all motherfuckers are tripping. Because that ain't the case whatsoever. In fact, the honeymoon period for AEW, in my personal opinion, is over. It's over. I'm going to actually talk about Billy Gunn first. 
We're going to talk about Billy Gunn before I get into uh, my list of problems. And I will be explaining those problems that I have with AEW. But let's get to this Billy Gunn situation. And I love that he said this too. I read this. I read everything before I uh, press record. And so now I'm just going to give you guys my honest opinions about it. I will read it again for those that probably didn't read it. This is coming from Fightful. Uh, Billy Gunn, he says, AEW structure is a little bit of a wild, wild west side. Billy Gunn, no shit. Just watch the show and you can see that. Especially hearing all the backstage stuff too. It definitely feels like a wild, wild west type of vibe. And that's not good. So Billy Gunn discusses the lack of structure in all elite wrestling. When AEW was founded at the beginning of 2019, Billy Gunn was one of the company's first hires. Gunn was hired to serve as a coach and producer for the company, but would go on to also have a significant in-ring role as well. Since May 19th, 2029, uh, 2009, excuse me, uh, Gunn has been in 64 matches across Dynamite, Dark, Evolution, and Rampage. That's ridiculous. He should not have all those matches. Uh, before coming to AEW, Gunn spent the variety, majority of his career in WWE and TNA, both in producing and wrestling roles. In a new interview with Renee Parquette, I did listen to this. This was a great interview. If you guys missed it, check it out. Uh, Oral Sessions, Renee Parquette. She interviewed Billy Gunn, and this was a good interview. Gunn talked about the differences in working for AEW and WWE and the two different structures that the companies bring to the table. He said, quote, being in the WWE structure for so long, luckily I was there for 14 years. Then I took a break or got fired. I say break. It's really I got fired. Thank you, Billy Gunn, for actually knowing that you got fired. Um, he said, so I'm very used to that. I am very structural person in the best in the wrestling business. The more structure you are, the better things are because it's not, quote, hey, I tell you this. You tell me that I tell you this. They come back and tell me I got over and I go over your head and get another answer from now. Everybody's mad at me. So that's very uneasy for me up in WWE. There's one thing. And if you don't like it, you have to ask that one person and they say, quote, no, you'll do it, and you'll do that anyway. I'm not saying it's not good for AEW. I'm just saying it's a little bit of Wild Wild West, which I guess if you're used to that one thing, then that's okay. I'm not used to that, and that's the hardest adjustment to get in this to understand that that kind of dynamic or needing to be in the same page. I feel that we still have a little bit of too many people being in a bunch of different things. Although Gunn is having a hard time adjusting to the structure of AEW, he's also has commented in the past about struggling to connect with talent on a coach level. So that's that. Uh, listen, Billy Gunn is speaking facts. He's telling the truth. And this is where I'm going to get to my problems with AEW. You know, AEW isn't all sunshines and rainbows, and I want to make that perfectly clear for everybody here and everybody that watches AEW. I love Tony Khan. I love AEW. 
I love that they were created. It helps the wrestling fan. It helps the pro wrestlers. It helps the industry. I love it. But there's problems. And you can see it if you watch AEW. There are problems with this promotion right now. That honeymoon phase, like I said, it's over. It's over. Number one problem that AEW has. I mean, I would say all these are number one, but my main problem with AEW really is Rampage. I can't tell you the last time I watched a Rampage. And this is where I'm going to go into my rant. So viewer discretion is advised with my language, with the stuff that is about to come out of my mouth. Okay. This is all passion with what I'm about to say. This is all passion. I love AEW. I want them to be better. I want them to have structure with their shows. Okay. Rampage. Rampage is a fucking embarrassment. They are not a good show. I can't tell you the last time I watched a full Rampage show or watched it at all. I don't watch Rampage. I look at the line sheet and I'm saying to myself, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? That's not worth my time. I'm not watching it. Who wants to watch a taped show? Rampage is taped. Nobody cares. You're going to go on the news sites. And you're just going to look at the results. And they're there. Who gives a shit about Rampage? That's number one. Who cares? Number two. They're one hour. They are one hour. Which is fine. NXT Black and Gold was one hour. And that's that was fine for what it was. But that was a completely different issue. This... They're one hour, and you really don't see a lot of talent that were on AEW, and they're on Rampage. You have not built up Rampage. Tony Khan has not built up Rampage to be its version of SmackDown. This guy throws people on the show that are worthless, that are not worth my viewing time. I'm asking myself, who the fuck are these people? I don't know them. I don't care to watch them because I don't really know them. Should I go out and search for them and, you know, do some research and stuff? Maybe, but I don't have time for that. I have a life just like everybody else. Rampage is a waste of time. Waste of time. You'll get a great promo here and there. You'll get a great match here and there, but it's not consistent. It's not consistent. Rampage needs to go live. And in fact, Rampage needs to be on Thursdays. You have AEW on Wednesday and you promote Rampage for the following night. That's what they need to do. Rampage needs to go live two hours and it needs to be on Thursdays. It needs to be on Thursday night. Period. End of story. Get off of Fridays. Get off of Fridays. WWE's on Friday because, well, they're well known. People are actually going to watch SmackDown. People are not watching Rampage. Who gives a fuck about Rampage? Nobody cares about Rampage. There's nothing on that show. Excuse me. There's nothing on that show that's interesting whatsoever. Nobody cares about Rampage. So Rampage needs to be a live show. It needs to go on Thursdays. And it needs to be two hours. Simple. That's what needs to happen for Rampage. 
So that's that. Another problem that I've been seeing regarding Rampage. Why the fuck do you have four people on commentary? I've never seen that before. Never seen that before. You have four people on commentary. Who's the face? Who's the heels? Who's the color commentator? Who's goes back and forth from heel to face? Four commentary people are unnecessary. You don't need that. Quite frankly, three is unnecessary. You need two. You have a heel and you have a face commentator. You don't need three. Three's pushing it. You're pushing it for three. But four? Are you fucking mental? What type of bullshit is that? Four commentaries on Rampage for a one-hour show? That's re- That is so stupid. That doesn't make any sense. So that's dumb as hell. Okay? So that's that with Rampage. Rampage has all sorts of problems. They don't book it to be serious. And well, I mean, I'll speak for myself. You don't book it as serious. I'm not going to give a fuck. Period. So that's Rampage is whatever. They need to work on that for sure. All right. Let's get to the real problems with AEW. Who's your women's champion right now? Right now, it's, well, this woman got injured, sadly. Shout out to Thunder Rosa. She deserves better, and that's what I'm about to get to. But Thunder Rosa's injured. She's hurt. But let's not, let's not worry about that. Let's talk about before. There's been stories on Thunder Rosa, and it's crazy. I'm not going to read these reports because I think they're cap. And they're bullshit. How do I know? I don't know. But the way things are worded and people are attacking Thunder Rosa, I understand. I'm fully aware that Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa legitimately don't like each other. I know that. I understand that. Tony Khan better fucking watch out. He better watch out. He loves Britt Baker. I love Britt Baker. Everybody loves Britt Baker. DMD all day. No question about it. Of course. Britt Baker's great. She the greatest in-ring performer? Fuck no. But she's great at everything else. If Tony Khan gives Britt Baker that title, people are going to be pissed. People are going to be pissed. Because that's favoritism. We know Tony Khan loves Bert Baker. We all know this. We all understand this. Tony Khan loves Bert Baker. Your women's division should not have Britt Baker as champion. I'm sorry. Her run, when she first won it, it, it was all right. It was all right. Could have been better. But how the fuck do you give Thunder Rosa that big moment inside that steel cage in her hometown? In her hometown. Inside that steel cage against Britt Baker. And they put on a clinic. Oh, Thunder Rosa is going to be the leader of the women's division. Oh, Thunder Rosa is going to carry the women's division and carry that flag. Motherfucker, her reign's been trash. Thunder Rosa's title reign has been garbage. Is that her fault? Of course it's not. 
I love Thunder Rosa. Once again, shout out to Thunder Rosa. I hope you have a speedy recovery. I'm a fan. But sweetheart, your reign was trash. I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't really think Tony Khan's a big fan of Thunder Rosa. She would be barely on TV and she'd be the champion. I understand that if you are the champion, if I'm booking things, you shouldn't really be on every show. But motherfucker, this woman would be barely, and I mean bare minimum on the show. Throughout the whole month, this woman would be on TV for like one or two. One or two top appearances within a month. Wouldn't say anything about the women's championship. And Thunder Rosa, the champion, couldn't say nothing about the women's championship. It's like they gave the title to Thunder Rosa for what? If you're not a big fan of Thunder Rosa, number one, why'd you bring her in, number one? Number two, why'd you give her the title if you didn't really want to give it to her at the time? But clearly, clearly you did want to give her the title at the time. What's your problem with Thunder Rosa? People are saying, oh, she's stiff in the ring. I love Jamie Hayter. Shout out to Jamie Hayter. Love her. She's stiff as fuck in the ring. She's stiff as hell in the ring. Tony Storm is a little bit stiff in the ring. Is that bad? No, because I love strong style. I love it when it looks real. A little too real? Yeah, but I love that strong style. So, Thunder Rosa deserves better. She deserves better. I hope and I pray that Tony Khan is listening to people like me that have been on Twitter and preaching that Thunder Rosa needs to return back and be a heel. Take this anger that you've been disrespected, you've been underappreciated, your booking's been fucking awful. You ball all that, and especially what the fans have been thinking about you, that you deserve better. You ball all that up, and you put it into your character, and you are now a heel. I want Thunder Rosa to not give a fuck about anything. You interrupt promos. You do just talking shit to people. Make it look real. Thunder Rosa deserves better. The women's division is dog shit. Where's Jade Cargo? I love Jade Cargo. Where's Jade Cargo at? Jade Cargo really hasn't been on the show on a weekly basis, and she is the TBS champion. I'm going to get to championships in a bit as well, too, because we got a fucking problem with that. But Jade Cargo, I mean, she's not really on TV. That's fine, but, you know, she's hardly ever on TV. She used to be on TV a lot with the baddies. What happened with that? With Stokely Hathaway, what happened with that? She's barely on TV. You have no direction for Jade Cargo? How the fuck do you not have direction for your champions? That's fucking mental. That is so stupid. I don't care what champion it is. It could be the TBS champion. It could be the TNT championship. Where the fuck is Wardlow as well? This is what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about the women's division right now. The women's division is dog shit. You have great people on there. You have fantastic women. You are running into the same problem that you've been running into for years about the division. You have no direction. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. You have women. Where's the material? The material that you are giving us is dog shit. 
Do you not care? Are you Bruce and Vince McMahon about the women's division? Are you John Laurinaitis about the women's division? Because to me, it feels like some people in AEW don't give a fuck about the women's division. What's going on? If you don't care about the women's division, get rid of the TBS championship. Get rid of the AEW women's championship. You don't give a fuck about that. Don't ever bring in the tag team titles. If you bring in the tag team titles for the women's division, I'm going to flip out because you're already disrespecting the TBS championship. You're disrespecting the AEW championship. You want the AEW championship to go on one of your favorites and Britt Baker. And I'm telling you now, if Britt Baker wins that title, it would be favoritism like a motherfucker. If Britt Baker wins that title. Oh, and then Tony, Tony Storm was supposedly rumored to win the title. Okay, so here's your shot. That's what Thunder Rosa said on Busted Open Radio. That Tony Storm was originally supposed to win that title. Okay, well, here's your shot. Tony Storm better win that title because if that girl does not win that title and it's Britt Baker, people are going to be pissed. Now, I pitched a great story for Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hader should be the one to beat Britt Baker for that title. Britt Baker wins at All Out, and then she immediately drops it whenever the time comes to Jamie Hader. I want to see that one-on-one uh, rivalry with Jamie Hader and Britt Baker. I think that'd be great. Do they need the title? No, they do not. But the time is now. You are in this position. You give Britt Baker the title. You have her carry it for like two months or whatever, and then she eventually drops it to Jamie Hader. That's what I would do. I wouldn't mind seeing that. But when you look at the women's division, it is so directionless. You don't know what the fuck is going on. Where is Ruby Soho? Where's Ruby Soho at? Ruby Soho. Yeah. Uh, destination. You destination, my ass. What the fuck? What destination? AEW is your destination? Well, if that was the case, you better run right back to WWE destination. Destination, my ass. This is the wrong destination you should be at. She's not done shit since, you know, winning that battle royal or facing Thunder Rosa, etc. And Britt Baker. She hasn't done shit. What is, what is Ruby Soho thinking? I don't know. But she's directionless, just like everybody else in the women's vision. Directionless. But that's it with the women's vision. I can go on and on with the women's vision. I want to move on to some of the problems that I have with AEW. Next up, the Athletic Championship. Now, I'm going to tie into the whole championship situation here. The Athletic Championship. Even Jim Ross called out Tony Khan for introducing... That worthless fucking title. I don't give a fuck what Tony Khan has to say. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That Atlantic Championship is like the 24-7 title. No one gives a fuck about that goddamn title. Nobody cares. That title looks pretty as hell. It looks pretty. It looks nice. Do you care? As an audience member of AEW and you support AEW the way that you do, do you like that Atlantic Championship? Were you excited when that title was introduced? 
when that title was introduced, I said to myself, where the fuck is the trio's titles? That was the first thing I was thinking. Number two, the first thing I was thinking as well was, uh, well, no one needs this championship. I don't give a fuck how you explain it to me. Oh, it's a around the world championship. What the fuck type of shit is that? Around the world championship. It's going to be introduced and, you know, it's going to be on the line around the world in different promotions. Okay. But that's not on TV. God damn it. That's not on TV. No one gives a shit. And Pac is the champion, right? I believe. Who cares? Who cares? That title was worthless. You know other titles that are worthless? The Ring of Honor titles. Claudio. ROH champion. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about that ROH championship. I don't give a fuck that Samoa Joe is the ROH television champion. I don't give a fuck about those titles. You know why? Because Ring of Honor isn't really created yet. They don't have a TV deal. So why the fuck am I going to care about titles that don't really... They don't have their own identity. They're just within W in AEW, excuse me, with, they were in AEW, who cares? Also, another championship that I don't give a fuck about, and I love Hook, it's all about Hook all day, every day, you feel me? But that FTW title, Ricky Starks cut one of the best promos in this world, explaining about the FTW title, when he wanted it was important, it really wasn't that important, bruh, that title was worthless too. You have too many titles. That's what I'm trying to get at. You have too many fucking titles. The TBS Championship. Where's Jade Cargill? The TNT Championship. Where the fuck is Wardlow? This guy went from hot to cold quick. No direction. How the fuck do you not have direction for the TNT title? That's your Intercontinental United States Championship, and you have zero direction for it. How does that make any sense? I haven't seen Wardlow on TV in weeks, and I watch AEW weekly. He's suddenly defending the title on Rampage. Again, who gives a fuck about Rampage? There's nothing important on that show. You're putting Wardlow. Oh, we have nothing for you. So we're going to put you on Rampage. You're going to defend the title against uh, Dolph Ziggler's brother. Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Maybe if you built up Rampage as a SmackDown, maybe people would feel inclined to go watch Rampage. Maybe if you put it at two hours and you put it live, maybe people will actually give a shit. Too many championships, man. You got to cut this shit out. Too many titles. You have titles from Ring of Honor. Now you're bringing in AAA titles. Who gives a shit? I only care about titles that are in AEW. That's all I care about. They have their own problems with their championships that they need to fix. Holy shit. Too many titles. You need to get rid of that Atlantic Championship. I don't give a fuck about that title. That title needs to go. You need to rebuild up the TBS Championship again. You need to... The world title was fine. 
The tag team title, a little rocky, but you still have something there. The TNT title, you need direction for that. FTW title, who gives a shit? Nobody cares about that title. And another thing. Holy shit. The ranking system. (laughs) AEW likes to tout that they are a sports-like feel presentation. This is when I'm going to come up with another problem that I have with AEW, and it's going to correlate with the rankings. Holy shit. The rankings are not important. They're only important if AEW wants to make them important. At the end of the day, they're not important. Rankings. The rankings. I've pitched rankings for WWE. Rankings. You have a ranking system. And you have divisions for the fucking titles. The AEW title has a division. The tag team has a division. The TBS, the TNT All these championships have divisions, and within those divisions, you have a ranking system. And within those ranking systems, with those championships in that division, you can actually build up storylines. Motherfucker, I haven't seen shit with these fucking ratings building into storylines. I have not. Then what's the point of a ranking system? You don't have a division. You don't have a division. I'm telling you, man, I wish I ran a promotion. I wish I did. I'll take WWE for example. I wish I ran WWE creatively. I'd change that whole fucking shit quick. Quick. Easy. And it's not that hard. They have a ranking system. AEW is not leading. You guys are not building up that ranking system to be important. I I, I know something firmly. Marina Shafir, she wasn't even ranked. This woman wasn't even ranked and she had an opportunity at, I believe it was the TBS championship. When the fuck did that happen? She wasn't even in the fucking power ranking and then she gets an opportunity. Holy shit, man. Tony Khan, your honeymoon phase has officially ran dry. It's over. You ain't perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not saying WWE needs to be perfect. I'm not saying AEW needs to be perfect. But fucking Christ, man. You need to build up every goddamn show on a weekly basis as important. You need to. Because how creative are you? Another problem that I have with AEW. You got to stop signing people. Please stop signing people. No more people. You need to focus on the people that you have on your show. Stop hiring people. No more of that. Because you're taking away from the current roster that are on your team. All right? You're taking spots. You have so many problems that you need to do with your roster. Stop worrying about hiring somebody else. You already have problems. Hearing stories of, oh, Danielson coming in and Adam Cole and CM Punk and This person coming in and the roster not liking that because they feel like their spot is being taken away. That's understandable. But Brian Danielson's a big name. Adam Cole's a big name. CM Punk is a big name. There's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing you can do about that. 
At the end of the day, AEW is not perfect. AEW has their own fucking problems. The honeymoon phase is over for AEW. That's what I want you all to understand. The honeymoon phase is over. Now, I will have people that listen to this. Hopefully, you guys can listen to everything that I have to say. Listen to the whole show. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, But people are going to take my rant and say I'm disrespecting Tony Khan. I'm not disrespecting Tony Khan. I love Tony Khan. I love AEW. I think AEW is great for the overall industry, for the overall business. But things don't last forever. Simple. AEW has hit a wall, and they hit it real hard right now. They're trying to get out of that wall, and they're struggling. They're struggling. Tony Khan needs to hire writers. He needs to. I've been on this discussion for past 30 minutes now. I'm sorry, but this stuff, I just needed to get off my chest. I'll speak this last point, and then I will move on to other news that I want to talk about. But I want to make this last point. I mean, I could continue. I mean, it's my show, so. But I have some other news that I want to get to. But finishing up here, Tony Khan, you need to really hire writers. You have to hire writers because guess what? Boss man, you're losing people. You're losing faith in people. People don't have faith in you anymore. You having it like Billy Gunn said, the wild, wild west. You're a young wrestler. You better fucking listen to people like Billy Gunn. You better listen to people, you know, like Paul White, the big show, Mark Henry. You better listen to these people. Stop thinking you're better than them. You're not. You're young into the game. You're young into the business. I always hear stories of, you know, new wrestlers that come in an AEW. They think they know everything. That's not the case. I don't think I know everything. I don't. Now, I know what needs to be done. From a creative perspective. I'm one of the most. I would say creatively. I'm one of the most creative people within the community. I always pitch ideas because I try to pitch ideas that I feel that if I was in that chair. I would want to see on my TV. Okay. There's some storylines and, and, you know, stuff that goes on in AEW and WWE that I'm looking at and I'm saying to myself, man, what type of shit is this? I pitch ideas how to make it better. That's why I love being creative. That's why I always pitch ideas and everything like that. But I don't think I'm better than anybody else. That's not who I am when it comes to pro wrestling. I don't. I'm still a small fish in a big pond. Bet your ass I'm going to be a big pond real soon. No question. But AEW just needs to be better. They need to be better. They're not the hottest shit in the, in the land now. They're not. WWE took that crown back. They took that crown back. And guess what? Triple H hasn't even got started yet, Tony Khan. You better watch out. Speaking of AEW, a report from FIFO is saying that AEW told to, quote, tone down the language by Warner Bros. Discovery. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, AEW is, again, the wild, wild west. You can say whatever the fuck you want. You can say whatever you want, man. 
You have favor with Tony Khan, you can say whatever you want. Reports are saying that Tony Khan is stopping that, which he should have done a while ago. This is my company. This is order. I bought the company. You do as I say. I'll let you do stuff here and there, but at the end of the day, I have the final say. As reported, a new director for Warner Bros. Uh, Discovery, Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer, reports that, quote, word has gotten to the promotion. AEW form Warner Bros., uh, that they'd like the language to be toned down. Now, people are thinking, oh, great, AEW is going to be WWE version of PG era. That's not the case. That's not the case at all. But I will say, you know, would I have toned down things? Maybe here and there. Maybe, you know, uh, but that's just how the game's played. AEW promos are not scripted, which is a great thing. And many wrestlers use shit, bitch, during their promos. For example, CM Punk said shit multiple times during his promo on the August 17th episode of Dynamite. In April, Warner Media and Discovery completed a multi-billion dollar merger between the two companies, officially forming Warner Bros. Discovery. In May, Tony Khan met with Warner Bros. Discovery and said he felt very good about the future of AEW following the meeting. You can find out his full comments. Obviously, by Fightful, and that is that. Well, looks like Warner Bros. is going to get involved, like Fox and USA are doing with WWE. That's pretty much it. That's all I have for the AEW portion. Everything else is all WWE-related. Let's talk about Papa H. Papa H doing big things. Love it with WWE. I'm telling y'all, man. Triple H... He hasn't woke up yet. He has not woke up yet. When everything comes into fruition, what, what Triple H is doing now is forming not only his team backstage, but he is forming the stars that he is going to push to the moon. He's creating a roster, a dominating roster. Oh, AEW has the best roster. I'm telling you right now, man, by next year, y'all will probably going to be saying WWE has a better roster. I'm telling you that right now. That's a fact. It's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. WWE, with everything going on, man, everybody is excited about the WWE product, and I love it. I love it that people are talking about WWE again. People have hope. It's all about being patient. WWE is going to be just fine creatively. And the business of WWE is going to skyrocket. I'm telling you that right now. WWE is going to skyrocket even more from a business standpoint in 2023. I feel like 2023 and pro wrestling is going to be a great year, especially for WWE. If you put on great TV, you put on consistent TV, the fans are going to come and pay to watch your show. It's all about the booking. So, WWE working on title, uh, numerous title belt changes and designs. This is coming from Ringside News. <clears throat> Triple H, he became WWE's head of creative on July 25th, 2022. They made some drastic changes to the product. Changes are definitely happening behind the scenes as well, which I love to hear. And that fans have... Uh, performers excited 
The latest word making rounds is that WWE under Triple H's leadership is making changes to the designs of numerous straps. There is, however, no word on which titles are getting designs uh, tweaked. A Twitter account by the name of Dan Beltzer, which I've heard of, better known as Belt Fan Dan, posted the tweet about uh, belt design changes on Friday, and this has made WWE fans pretty excited. Uh, he tweeted out, rumor mail says Triple H making numerous belt designs. So that's what uh, Belt Fan Dan tweeted out. And he has a lot of people talking. This is great. I'll explain it out in a second. WWE has pretty much kept the same design for their top title since 2013. When The Rock unified of the WWE Championship, the company did introduce a new intercontinental belt in uh, 2019 and debuted a brand new United States Championship strap just a year later. It was worth mentioning that WWE under Triple H is already seeing a lot of promising changes, with one particular department witnessing positive changes after the game took over the reins of the company. Triple H is open to hearing new ideas from talent as well. And that is pretty much it. Hey, Triple H, man, I want to be on the creative team. I feel like I could bring a lot of creativity to the table, boss. Let's make that happen. That's the goal. That's where I'm trying to be. Now, new titles. I love this. I think this is great. Uh, finally, we are potentially getting new title designs. Let me talk to you guys. Um, the championship belts that the WWE has right now, they're, they just look, they don't look important. As much as Roman Reigns is the universal champion, he's the WWE champion, those titles just aren't looking good from a design perspective. The universal title is one of the most laziest title designs I've ever seen. That championship looks awful, okay? I, again, I wish I ran WWE creatively. I would have been doing this it's just Vince is lazy as fuck. And fuck him. He's out. Triple H. Please. Please. Do me a solid. I need to see the return of two, uh, three potential titles. If you can bring back the World Heavyweight Championship, bring back Goldie. And have that replace the Universal Championship. If you do not want to bring back Big Goldie, the Universal Championship, being replaced by the World Heavyweight Championship, I need the Universal Championship to be replaced by the Undisputed Championship. I think the Undisputed Championship is really underrated by many people. Uh, so that Universal title, for me, would be replaced by the returning of the big gold heavyweight championship. The WWE championship, the design, it's not bad, but I'd still switch it. We need to bring in that Wind Eagle belt. That Wind Eagle belt needs to come back, and that should replace the WWE championship. So you have the World Heavyweight Championship, and that is on SmackDown, and you have the Wind Eagle belt on Monday Night Raw. Those tag team championships look disgusting. 
Those are the worst looking tag team championships I've ever seen in my life. I hope Triple H takes president of the NXT UK championships and the NXT championships. Because those UK tag team titles are so pretty. Those titles look outstanding. Those tag team titles on the main roster look disgusting. You need to get rid of the fucking penny championship, the nickel championships. They look awful. No one cares for those titles. I don't know what you do with the tag team titles, but change it up and look at and have it look modern. Same with the women's championships. Have these, have every single championship that is in WWE. They need to look completely different from one another. That is what I want Triple H to really home in on. Every championship should look different. That's what I want him to do. We'll see. I'm very excited about this. And then hopefully Triple H, you can, you know what I mean? You could change the uh, pay-per-view model there, bruh. You could get rid of the theme, the, the, the gimmick shows and bring in theme shows on USA and Fox like I've pitched multiple times already. Hopefully the next step is the pay-per-view schedule. We'll see. We got to take one step at a time, and that's that. But this is cool. Great news that we're getting new championships being designed by the team in WWE. Bruce Pritchard. Fuck him. Fuck Bruce Pritchard. This report is coming from Cultaholic. They are reporting that Bruce Pritchard said, quote, I never wrote an episode of NXT. Motherfucker, that's cap. <laughs> that's cap. You see, I never wrote an episode of NXT. Come on, man. Oh, boy. So Bruce Pritchard addressed the numerous backstage changes in WWE during the most recent edition of his Something to Wrestle With podcast. While the current executive director of Raw and SmackDown expressed excitement at the present landscape within WWE, he did take the opportunity to address some reports that he and Vince McMahon became more involved in NXT when the third brand became NXT 2.0 in September 2021. This is Cap. All right. Let's hear what Bruce Pritchard had to say. According to Pritchard, he never had anything to do with the uh, creative direction of NXT. He said, I do have to say it's because some people, uh, even internally, have come to me with and made comments about it that I was writing NXT. I never said a word. You know what else? Uh, I never did. I never wrote one episode of NXT show in the history of my existence. I'm a fan of NXT. I love NXT. Shawn Michaels recently came out and talked about how, quote, it's been me, Shawn, it's been me since day one. Shawn Michaels has done a tremendous job of grabbing NXT by the horns and doing what he's been doing. No, he's not. If he's running NXT, this shit sucks. I love Shawn Michaels to death. So do I. I love Shawn. He's the second all-time Undertaker number one. Shawn Michaels number two. All-time. The fact that Shawn finally came out and said, what are you guys talking about to those publics and those pundits out there? The dirt sheet writers who reported as facts, not, hey, rumors are 
No, they reported as facts that I had been involved in NXT. He continued on, quote, the fact that of the matter is they are 100% just fabricate lies from where I don't know that they've heard it from two different sources who were actually there and who actually know they should probably consider their sources or just stop uh, making things up. I know a lot of people that make shit up in the community. I know a lot of people that do. I just found it so funny when in an interview with so many different things going on, Sean said, I'm going to comment on that. It's because of so many people were dying on that soapbox, wanted to have my name and wanted to have my head. Uh, Those that want my head are going to want my head. Have at it. I love what I do. I love where I'm at and what I'm doing and whom I do it with. Get over it. It's not all about you and what you think and you perceive. Reality is reality. Oh, reality is reality. Hey, Bruce Pritchard, if reality is reality, NXT 2.0 fucking sucks. If reality is reality, the WWE product should have changed decades ago. If it's reality and reality, you should never run creative operations ever again. You fucking suck. Reality's reality. Perception's perception. Okay, if perception's perception, you and Vince McMahon did Triple H wrong. Fuck you. So that's why Kevin Nash called y'all out on it. That's why the Diesel, Big Daddy Cool, called y'all out. Y'all did Triple H dirty. Y'all went to the PC and you fucked everything up. NXT was perfectly fine on the WWE Network. Who made that call to give them on the USA Network? Was that Triple H? No, it was not. It was you and Vince McMahon and probably Nick Khan. But Nick Khan's cool now. But it's you two. Fuck both of you. Perception's perception. Reality's reality. Well, the reality is WWE's in a better place without you. In charge, bitch, creatively. No one wants you to write creative again. WWE's perfectly fine now. We have direction. We have better people in charge. We have people that are in charge that actually give a fuck about the pro wrestlers. They're wrestlers, not superstars, you fucking fat slob. They're wrestlers. Perception's perception, reality's reality. NXT's trash. How about that reality check? Shawn Michaels confirmed during an interview in August that Pritchard and McMahon were not directly involved with NXT and that anything fans saw on television was all him. Bullshit! If that's the case, I love Shawn Michaels to death. To the stars and the moon, I love Shawn Michaels. He's the second all-time GOAT in my eyes. But if that's the case, and Bruce Pritchard wasn't running NXT, or Vince McMahon wasn't running NXT, and it was all Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, you fucking suck. You suck on creative. This show sucks. There is not a lot of positive on the show outside of you have some solid you know, new potential superstars. Outside of that, the storylines are fucking dog shit. 
hey, man, this should be a rated R podcast tonight because I'm cursing up a storm, but man, I got a lot that I got to get off my chest. I'm so sick of this shit. Oh, perception, perception is reality, reality. Okay, Bruce Pritchard's not running NXT. Then who the fuck was running NXT? Shawn Michaels? Okay, Shawn Michaels. The product is, is dog shit. It's dog shit. These quirky ass fucking, well, characters. They don't really have characters. The color scheme of NXT is dog shit. That was all Nick Khan, though. So fuck Nick Khan. Nick Khan's cool now, but at the time, fuck him. Color scheme need to be changed. Bitch, nothing needed to be changed. Finn Balor, William Regal, all coming out talking about, oh, when XT needed a new direction. No, they didn't. They did not. Nothing was wrong with NXT. But Shawn Michaels, you were on NXT's team. You were on Triple H's team. Now you're a fucking puppet. A puppet on strings, bitch. Well, now Triple H is in charge. If Shawn Michaels, let's hypothetically say Shawn Michaels really is in charge and Triple H is letting Shawn Michaels run NXT. Uh, Shawn, where's the color scheme change? This shit looks like fucking Nickelodeon fucking fruit roll-up colors with NXT. You're in charge, Shawn. You need to change the color scheme of NXT. You need to change the intro of NXT. You need to change the format of NXT. It all needs to be changed, but, well, you're in charge, right? So you can pull that trigger, right? You're in charge of NXT. You need to pull that trigger then, and you need to change everything on NXT. Go back to the black and gold format. The black and gold format was creating new stars. It was having characters. It was having direction, great moments, great storylines, great matches, most of these people that are on NXT, they're not ready. They're not ready. So, Shawn Michaels, why are you putting people on the show that are on NXT and they're not ready for TV? There's a difference from being TV ready and, quote, being ready. You can be ready all you want, but are you TV ready? When the lights are on bright and they press that live button, you're live now. So you're live now? You're live now? You're happy now? You ready to go? Shawn Michaels can say all he wants that he's in charge and everything like that. Is Shawn Michaels really in charge? At this point, I don't give a fuck who's in charge. The show needs to change. This is just like Rampage. I can't remember the last time I watched a full episode of NXT. After that first episode of NXT 2.0, I said to myself, oh yeah, this is not what I want to see. Oh, but you just want to see black and gold. Yeah, damn bitch. Damn right I want to see black and gold. Because the black and gold format was very great. The black and gold brand had nothing wrong with it. Nothing was wrong with the black and... Oh, and then wrestlers. Former wrestlers on the black and gold. Finn Balor. Oh, it needed to change the format. You know, it wasn't all that great. That's up to you creatively, motherfucker. You're creative. You're on the team. You're supposed to adapt. Not completely change everything. You're creative, right? You're on the creative team. You need to be creative. 
We need to have a format for the show to be different, to be new, to be fresh and engaging and bringing fans back each and every week. I've been saying for years, NXT died for me when they left the WWE Network. They went to the USA Network, and you can tell that they were going on a downward spiral. Vince McMahon bringing main roster people to NXT. Why the fuck are you bringing up main roster people to NXT? You called it a developmental show, right? So why are you bringing main roster there to a developmental show? So that was fucking NXT died for me there. Oh, AEW came around and then that's when NXT died. No, it did not. No, it didn't. They died when they left the WWE Network. Bruce Pritchard's not writing NXT. So who's running NXT then? Shawn Michaels? Okay. Well, Shawn Michaels, guess what? Your run of NXT has been dog shit. From a storyline character's perspective, it's dog shit. You have great you have great wrestlers on the show. You have great future assets on the show. But 95% of them are not that good. The 5% are the ones that have kind of been there since the black and gold days. You have some hitters in there. You definitely have some hitters. There's no question. The future is bright for WWE. Absolutely. But majority of them, why do we keep seeing the same people? Why do we keep seeing the same people in NXT? Because they're ready. They're ready. Why do you think we don't really get a lot of people that are new on the show? Because they're not TV ready yet. There's a difference between being ready and being TV ready. That's my thoughts on Bruce Pritchard and Shawn Michaels and everything going on with that. I'm going to end it with this. We're going to kind of make this quick because I don't really have a lot to say on this um, in terms of my opinion. But WWE won't be moving to TV 14 content anytime soon. I don't mind that. I'm not mad about that whatsoever. This is coming from Ringside News. Uh, WWE minded a PG-rated product since 2008 as they stopped catering to TV 14 demographic. This was a good thing for advertisers and stockholders. That is a fact. Uh, fans were frustrated by this as they felt the lack of edgy content made the product a waste of time. Triple H recently revealed that WWE won't be moving to TV 14 for TV shows. Brad Shepard is a fucking bum ass bitch. Fuck Brad Shepard. But I have to read his report because this is in the news. He took to Twitter to share some details from the company. A company called during this morning. According to a source, Triple H said that WWE won't be moving to TV 14. I'm on a different level tonight, man. These reports have been pissing me off. Uh, moving to TV 14 for television shows. It might not happen somewhere. It might happen, excuse me, somewhere down the line, but it's not happening anytime soon. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to read this quote. According to a source in WWE on a company call this morning, Triple H said that WWE is not moving to TV 14 for TV shows. It's not happening anytime soon, he said. Okay, well, that report, uh, okay, who cares? Um, they're not moving to TV 14 anytime soon. You know what that tells me? In 2023, they're going to eventually move to TV 14. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And I'm telling you, in 2023, we are really going to see what Triple H is made of. 
because he got that whole year to get things done. And he's going to get things done. No more yelling. I'm okay now. I'm just very passionate, man. I'm very passionate. I'm very honest. I'm very direct. I'm the number one when it comes to creativity. Nobody is on my level creatively. Nobody. Um, yeah, man, these reports pissed me off today. Some of them did. Some of them. Some of them were exciting. Uh, AWS problems. Tony Khan filling WWE heat right now. You filling it. And I know you are. Uh, like I said, guys, thank you guys so much uh, for your continued love and support, man. If you are new to the podcast, I do fantasy bookings. I review all the wrestling weekly shows, AEW and WWE, along with all of the pay-per-views. Um, I cover the latest news stories in the world of pro wrestling. And I also do casual conversations, uh, talking to people within the industry. And there's more of that to come, man. It's been kind of slow regarding that, but I'll pick it up sooner rather than later for that. Uh, support me on DiscussPW.com, where you guys can read all of my articles. I recently got done with an article this past week uh, regarding the ranking of my top 10 best WWE wrestlers of all time. I had a lot of people that enjoyed that article. People, majority of it, love my articles. So I appreciate those that go out and read what I have to say. Thank you all so much. Much love. Positivity, man. I love you guys. And honestly, I want to start leaving you guys with some uh, inspiration. If you guys don't mind. I love inspiration. I love, you know, just never giving up. John Cena, hustle, loyalty, respect. You know, that's uh, that's just facts. Uh, I, I want to leave you guys with some of these quotes here. Uh, so I have one here. Never tolerate disrespect. Uh, that's that's just, you know, never tolerate disrespect from nobody. Always do what you got to do. Just be a good person. Um, I got another one here. Uh, you are never given a timetable for when your dreams and visions are going to come true. But you have to keep. Uh, blowing for your dreams. I don't give a fuck if it's a family member or if it's a friend. If you have a chase in regards to a dream that you want to go out and get, go get that motherfucker. Don't worry about what your friends is telling you, what your family even is telling you. Oh, it's going to be hard or you can't do this. Go out and do it. It's up to you to stop and chasing that dream. Or continue to go out and chase that dream. Just keep going, guys. That's all I pretty much have to say. Uh, I want to end it with also this one, too. This last one. Appreciate people with good energy. It's really hard to find good people in this world. I'm a great person. I'm a great person, man. Um, I'm, I'm a dime a dozen. I really am. So, I would say, guys, keep doing your thing. Keep being blessed. And I love each and every one of you. We all love pro wrestling. We all love this industry. And we got to support AEW through the tough times like we've been doing with WWE. Now they're blossoming um, in other wrestling promotions as well. Um, but that's pretty much all I got for you guys today. Right here on the Wrestling Takeover. I've been your host, Jordan Turner. And I will see you guys next time.